Ricky, thank you for coming. Um, I dig your tattoos. Thank uh, you. Your tattoo work is amazing. Thank Obviously, you. you've uh, done two tattoos for me. You've done a big tattoo for Zach on his yep, arm. Yeah. And I plan to get a lot more from you coming up in the future. Um, but your schedule is just nuts, dude. Yeah, dude. Uh, how are you? How do you keep up? How Crack are you doing cocaine. No, no, no. I just, um, I work really hard. You know, I'm just an industrious person. I like to work as much as I can. Uh, unfortunately, I had a career before I started tattooing. And with a pandemic, it's kind of hard to give up that career. Dude, so so let's take it back a little bit. Before you got into tattooing, um, what, you're a nurse, correct? Yes. Yeah. And uh, where do you do nursing? <laughs> Actually, uh, RMC in Anniston. Okay. You know, I'm originally from Hoax Bluff, Gadsden area. And... Uh, you know, there wasn't really many opportunities for art out there. You know, I've wanted to do art since I was a kid, you know, in some way, shape, or form. Mm. But unfortunately, you know, they don't really have art classes. They don't have, you know, outlets you can have. So, you know, I was thinking from a logical perspective, you know, I come from a single mom home, and I wanted a career that, you know, I could, I could get out of school, work, you know, make money, you know, help the world, you know. So I did that for seven years. Nursing? Yeah. Now, where did you go to school after high school? Gadsden State. Okay. Yeah. And at any point in your schooling to become a nurse, did you think, man, I'd like to do Ooh, tattooing tattoos, of all baby. things? Dude, I wanted to be a tattoo artist since I was like a, a child. Really? Yeah. Yeah. That, I just didn't know anybody in the field. You know, uh, I guess it started with my dad. You know, my dad had... Uh, an uncle Bo, right? There would uh Uncle Bo. Yeah. 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 He was in and out of prison, you know. Okay. <laughs> he's he, it's kind of a positive rough guy. example. A very interesting dude. Okay. because um, he later on became like a gospel singer and stuff. But he was in and out of prison and he gave my dad his first tattoos when he was twelve years old. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. Is that even Damn. legal? Dude. I, I I don't guess it was a, a thing back then. Out I the know, country of Alabama. Yeah. Oh, okay. I know I know my grandmother beat my dad's ass and tried to go after my uncle pretty hard because of that. But you know, growing up and seeing cool tattoos on my dad and you know, you know, everybody or a lot of people my age that got into tattooing, uh, it was either, you know, Miami Ink or um LA Ink, stuff like that, or Ink Masters that really got them interested in it. To me, it was kind of showing me that, you know, tattooing is an art form that you can actually produce really cool stuff. And it's actually a possibility because yeah. growing up in Alabama, you don't see, you didn't see the, especially in the country, the higher echelon of tattooing. You know, you could see what would be considered like Japanese traditional tattoos, but a very Dixie Dan way of doing things. Okay. You know? Not a lot of uh, people in your hometown that were doing like really like awesome work. Well, they were they were definitely doing good for, for what they were given, you know. Um, you know, I don't want to talk shit about any like sure, yeah, Gad's an artist, you know, but, you know, it, it's just, it's different when you see somebody who's doing amazing freehand, you know, Japanese traditional and stuff. It, it's, it's, crazy you know things that they could do you know i remember seeing like a back piece on there that went from 
someone's thighs all the way up to their shoulders. And I was like, man, I don't see none of that like that around here. Sure. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. Um, so when you started doing nursing, um, at what point did you take the leap? And, and where did the transition how does what that's what's always amazed me is like how you even get into he's in there doodling on 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 patients papers and <laughs> yeah. drawings and stuff he's like oh man i gotta do something you're not this. you're really not far from it you know <laughs> art was always like a hobby to me so like i was always drawing you know and uh what i would do when i was off is go to bars and just draw because i have really bad adhd and i had to have like a loud sort of chaotic environment to actually thrive in really yeah Okay. So, hence the nursing. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I was always like drawing at bars and stuff, and then one day, you know, we hit a lull. You know, I guess we had low patients or high staff, something like that. But uh, I was drawing there, and I was thinking, you know, this is kind of a gift that I'm wasting. You know, I could do some cool stuff. You know, but you know, I was like, I really want to get into tattooing, like seriously, because I'd talked to people about it for years and. You know, I'd drawn up designs for people, uh, and I'd talked about wanting to pursue it, but it was never really a real opportunity. Did you have any friends that were tattoo artists or working at shops or anything? No. No? No. Okay, wow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I didn't know anybody. So you didn't know anybody in the industry? No. Okay. No, I knew of one or two people, you know, and I tried to pursue tattooing with those people. The only unfortunate thing is when I, when I tried to pursue my apprenticeship, you hear about artists that are will uh, charge somebody three thousand dollars to start an apprenticeship, mm. and then six months in, you know, they fire them for whatever Damn. reason, and, and that just fiscally didn't seem like a responsible decision, you know. Sure. So I'd really just kind of given it up, honestly, pursuing it, and you know, kept drawing and kept coming up with with stuff, and was really wanting to kind of do like pop art on Instagram. Right. Until uh, somebody messaged me, which happened to be Dave Rankin's daughter. She was like, I really like your art. You know, uh, my dad owns a tattoo shop. You should talk to him about an apprenticeship. And, uh, you know, I was like, yeah, I could do that. But I was worried about if it would cost anything and if it was going to be a similar situation that I was offered before. Now, for those that don't know, Dave Rankin is my mentor. Yeah. He is the owner of Triple Two Tattoo. Uh, which was in Avondale that unfortunately burned, burned. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, dude. burned to the ground. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I went there, I think it was like Halloween weekend, like three years ago. And I went and talked to him and he said it wasn't going to cost anything. You know, I just have to be there. I'd have to work really hard, you know, clean the shop and do whatever they asked of me. But that was worth it. That was mm-hmm. worth it. You know, um, but yeah, I am so grateful for uh, Dave and Alexa Rankin because they ones that brought me into the industry for real, for real. Dude, I used to, um, you know, living over here in Avondale, we drive by the shop all the time, and I was going in there to get a tattoo one time and get you know get one scheduled or lined up because I think Rizzo was working there yeah. for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, he may apprenticed under Dave mm-hmm. too. I don't. I'm not sure, but uh, yeah, not long after that, trying to get something scheduled over there. Uh, I went into the shop one time and got to see like the lobby and yeah. stuff. And then uh, about a week later, it burned to yeah. the ground. And I was like, what the heck? It what sucks, man. It, it was, was such crazy. a cool shop, too. Like, it was set up like an art gallery. We had independent rooms and stuff. Uh, but apparently, I was at the hospital that night when it happened. And uh, 
just working, doing my thing, and I get a call at like four o'clock in the morning by Dave, and he's just telling me that the shop is gone. You know, Dude. and honestly, you know, this is probably a year into my apprenticeship. You know, and all my art was in that shop. Oh yeah. gosh, yeah. Uh, so I cried. I I bawled, head down to Birmingham, and uh, then I we started going through stuff. You know, was there anything salvaged from it? What what caused it? Yeah. Okay, apparently I heard lightning, but yeah. I don't know if that's true. Yeah, it was a storm. Uh, but you know, they did two arson investigations just to try and check out and see what happened because it really wasn't clear what happened. But they were they were showing that. You know, the lightning storm caused that, especially where it hit. It destroyed the roof, you know, in particular. Okay. It's a real freak accident. It doesn't really happen too terribly often. I think it's like one in 2,400 of those instances actually burned down a building, yeah. you know. But You've been smite by God. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it definitely... Um, Crazy. Yeah, it definitely was a kick in the nuts at the time. But, you know... Uh, I'm very grateful for it at the same time, you know, yeah. because, you know, my apprenticeship at, at Triple Two was great. I loved it. But going to the Great Wilderness, I learned a lot. How old were you when you were yeah. uh, that first year you were apprenticing at Triple Two? 26. 26, 26 years old. Or actually, uh talked to Alexa when I was 26. I started when I was 27. So she just randomly reached out to you. I guess you'd been posting like well, artwork online and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'd followed her, and she was making like music and stuff, and I thought the music was really cool. So I, I was messaging her, telling her, you know, I like the music or I like the video or whatnot. And then she, you know, happened to look at my Instagram and saw my art and stuff, and I, I really kind of lucked into it, honestly. So she was just like, "Oh, you'd probably be be good at tattooing." Yeah, you know, just yeah. wow. So what do you remember your first tattoo that you ever did? Yes. Yeah, I did a... Uh, Nervous at all about doing that? Yes. I was shaking <laughs> like a dog shitting bones, honestly. Uh, yeah, I remember before my first actual tattoo, I did a Rick and Morty tattoo on an orange, and Dave and Rizzo were standing over me in this room, <laughs> and my hand was just doing this because I was using just a cheap amazon cool machine that i that i i bought not to tattoo people with but just to take apart and put back together which which is dumb on my part because now i don't even use a cool machine i wish i i knew more about i don't even know what a cool machine is okay you have there's several different times and types of tattoo machines one is a rotary machine you know and they both came out at similar times back in like the late 1800s, early 1900s, you know. Okay. But a rotary machine, you take a electric rotary motor, and it turns that spin and that torque into, you know, downward push and pull. Okay. Right? Whereas a cool machine is made out of magnets, and the circuit from the magnet drives that that needle down, and when it, the needle bar comes down, it will disconnect the circuit. And so it'll bounce back up. So mm. it's rapidly cycling up and down. Okay. Yeah. What's the most common machine? That the rotary, wouldn't it? I guess. Well, yeah, I think I magnets, man. How <laughs> yeah, they magnets. work? Well, the the thing about it <laughs> is. ICP. <laughs> Sorry. Woo -woo. Sorry. Uh, the thing about it is, you know, um, they're both used widely. You oh, know, okay. In traditional tattoos, a lot of people are loyal to the coil, and you loyal know, to the coil. Yeah. Uh, which. 
I just don't have a background to it. You know, I respect it. You know, I respect the hustle, especially people who build their own stuff and can take it apart and tune their machines. You know, uh, that wasn't a part of my apprenticeship because Dave was using rotary. Rotary. Yeah. But you bought one off Amazon. So anybody yeah. can, any future tattoo artists out there, yeah. you can get some gear off Amazon. I mean, you I mean, buy anything on Amazon. But You yeah. really can. Uh, but, you know, I was trying to just take it apart and understand it. You know, if that's a that's a thing with my career, you know. I might not use something, but I want to understand it. You okay. know, it's always good to have extra stuff in your tool shed, you know. So when you get started before you tattoo people, you know, I've seen some of these like, reality tattooing competition TV yeah. shows and they're tattooing on like a like a dead pig or something you know like <laughs> mm-hmm. like what you would see in like a butcher shop yeah basically just the closest thing they can use to mimic skin I can't imagine you doing that you said you were tattooing on orange uh, I tattooed oranges I've tattooed pig feet uh, I've tattooed you going to the store ears. buying pig feet yeah <laughs> pig yeah. ears uh, well that was the thing you know I was I was really wanting to start tattooing you know a lot of the times apprenticeships won't let you touch a tattoo machine until later on you know Mm -hmm. and for me you know and they want you to watch your mentor but i'm not really a visual learner i'm more of a doer if someone can talk me through something i can learn more from that yeah than what i could watching somebody and going back to try Mm -hmm. it myself so um every chance i could get you know i was Tattoo and some inanimate object. Not Rizzo would let me borrow the couch. He's got fruit, <laughs> big feet everywhere. It's like, damn it! Yeah. Come on, man. I mean, I and it's funny. I kind of miss the smell of it. Really? It, it's it's weird. It was just wow. a good time in life, you know. Mm, pig feet and citrus. <laughs> pig feet and citrus tattoo and ink. <laughs> well, it was it was really fun. It doesn't compare. It doesn't compare to human skin at all, you know. Okay. But it kind of the texture of the smell. What are we talking about here? <laughs> So, hey, you'd be surprised by how okay. close the smell is sometimes. Okay. Uh, the, just the texture. Okay. You know, the skin is processed, and it's a little moist and, like, slimy almost, so it's hard to get a stencil on there. Um, the fake skins, they're not really super accurate either. I was about to say, is there, like, a product out there that is manufactured for up-and-coming tattoo artists? Yeah, it's called, like, Pound of Flesh. And you can get, like, <laughs> you can get like off brand too. They're super expensive as well. Yeah. Um, you can get well. They come in all kinds of like shapes and stuff. So you can get a skull that's like flesh toned, and you can get. I've seen one of those, but it was a guinea pig. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. They have one that's a rat with an ear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's just random. Yeah, it's... things, and you just practice tattooing all yeah. over it and buy another one. Okay. Yeah, um, really, just tattooing people is probably the best. The best uh, practice that I had for okay. real. And it has definitely been a trial and error, you know, process going from trying to learn how to line and learn how to shade and color pack. And I'm learning trial something. and error. <laughs> it, Ooh, that's an error. Yeah. It, it's unfortunate, but that's that's what an apprenticeship's for. You Did know? you ever like I know some guys like they would just tattoo themselves, like tattoo their thighs yeah. or tattoo their feet or whatever body part you can reach. And yeah. just you know, use your own leg as a canvas, you know, to start practicing your line work. It's kind of a tradition for tattoo artists to do their first tattoo on themselves. Okay. Um, I did mine on my ankle, which is uh, kind of a wonky skull and crossbones uh, with a crown on top of it. Just a silhouette of it. 
And then, man, it'd be it seemed like it'd be hard to focus though. Your ankle, like yeah. you know, getting a tattoo, depending on the part of your body, is a pretty painful process. Mm -hmm. And then trying to also focus while you're doing that, you know, I don't know. Well, what's what was crazy is I couldn't feel the pain at all just because I was so focused on what I was doing. Oh, For one, okay. I'm folded, I'm folded up like sure. a pretzel, you know, in Dave's tattoo chair and working on myself, and then. uh then for two, you know, this is my first tattoo ever, you know. And is I'm he wanting... supervising while you're doing this? Yes, yeah, on off and on, you know. I think he's just like, I ruined your foot. That's <laughs> yeah. fine. Well, I I'll come I think, check on you in a little bit. I think he didn't want to watch everything that I did from seeing me shake so bad on that orange. I think he was like, he might be the type of person that if I just I'll check on him here and there as he's doing this process, yeah. make oh, um, what's the the word? Critiques. Make some adjustments, okay. you know, uh, and let him do his thing. He'd probably do better off than if I was lurching over him the whole time. A true master can see that mm -hmm. in yeah. a person and uh, know when to back off. Yeah, um, but then uh, a year and a half later, I was working on some new techniques, so I tattooed myself again just because I'd rather try it on myself than what I would on just a random customer, you sure. know. You know, I would love to tattoo like more friends and stuff from back home, but you know, I live an hour, hour and fifteen minutes away from home. So a lot of times I can't make it back in to get tattooed and stuff when I'm yeah. available. So the first person that actually was like, Okay, I'm gonna get under Ricky's needle, uh, mm -hmm. who was that person and, and what did you tattoo? Miranda, I think her last name is Sellers. Uh she I worked with a tech at the hospital, and her daughter, me and her, ended up being friends because I think she worked at the hospital as well at one point. And I was like, hey, I'm doing a free tattoo. You know, if it gets messed up, my, my mentor will fix it, you know, or I'll fix it later <laughs> Is that on. the caveat? Like, hey, there's this really good tattoo artist that's in the same building, so if I screw it up, yeah. he, he fix can it. fix it. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry. Well, I think it's just like... Most people are understanding, you know, this is an apprentice. They're learning. If you're willing to take that risk, you can get a free tattoo. Okay. And you'd be surprised how many people would just love to get a free Hell tattoo. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sign me up, man. Yeah. I'm down. Uh, and it actually wasn't a bad tattoo. Um, I did, like, a heart ribbon that was for, like, suicide prevention and stuff. Okay. Which, you know, if, if anything that I start my career off with, it'd be something like that because uh, it's super cool. Uh, I don't know what it looks like now. I haven't seen it in a hot minute. Compare it to your work nowadays. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I tattooed, I was doing a lot of silhouette tattoos as well. You know, which I guess a, that's more simple. I mean, that's a good thing mm -hmm. to start out doing. Well, it teaches you, uh, like, it teaches you technique. You know, because packing in black, you would think would be one of the easiest things, but it is quite difficult, especially for somebody new, you know, and I was learning on a rotary machine, which is a softer hitting machine, uh, a lot of times with, uh, with, uh, what's the word for it? A coil machine? Yeah, no, just, to... just super tight needles and stuff. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, bug pin, bug pin needles, which are a different variety of needles. So you have different thickness. So I was using like bug pin needles, and uh, it's really hard to do that. But the thing is, you know, that process taught me some things about myself, you know. 
And it also, you know, if you're drawing and you're coming up with pretty cool stuff, every tattoo artist has an ego on them, whether they want to admit it or not. Okay. You know, it's good to be humbled right at the beginning of your career. Sure, yeah. 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 Just go in there like, okay. Whew. Did you know in the beginning, and, and tell me about that apprenticeship too, when you're just, you're not tattooing, but you're at the shop for a year. Um, yeah. I would imagine several days a week um, when you're not nursing. And what does that apprenticeship look like? And did you know what direction as far as like the style of tattooing you wanted to do? Well, uh, the apprenticeship between nursing and that, um, usually I'd work seven on seven off, right? And on the weekends I'd work eight hour shifts and the other days around that I'd work 12 hour shifts at the hospital. Any eight hour shift I was driving to Birmingham right after work, sleep like an hour or two, then work at the tattoo shop till it was time for me to leave to go back to the hospital. And I was working every madman, dude. How are you doing this? (laughs) Yeah. Red Bull. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Plus I just don't really get much sleep. Honestly, you know, uh, like I said, the ADHD brain has me going all the time. So, um, but I was trying to work every day that I could. And I believe we were closed on Sundays and Mondays, but even then I was trying to, go in and do what I can or at least have a place to draw for a little bit, you know. So during your your apprenticeship, every one of them's different. Sure. Some, I was about to say, yeah. some are a lot tougher than what I had. And I'm so grateful that I had what I had, you know. Because back in the day, you know, it, it used to be like in places like New York, you'd have twelve people show up to be an apprentice. And it's whoever ate the most cigarette butts or oh something God. like that oh, would be dude. the person that watches someone tattoo for the day. And thank God it wasn't like that. Now, I did do a bunch of shop work. You know, I was breaking down and setting up everybody at the shop, you know, when when that was a thing. I think Rizzo, he was... No, I set him up for the most part. Like, I didn't know anything about his machine, so he handled that. But I would set up Dave and Rizzo and uh, break down after they're done tattooing. I would clean the whole shop. You know, winter, summer, rain, I was outside uh, washing windows, inside washing windows, mopping at the end of the day every day, sweeping, answering the phone, uh, and just trying to watch and take in as much as I could and also draw too because you want to constantly be creating art because that's what gets you used to coming up with tattoos and and it it really teaches you things about art in general Mm -hmm. you know and again i didn't have any i don't think i had an art class in high school but that was not an art class for real for real like we had a teacher that (laughs) took up money for t-shirts and stuff and then she ended up taking the money and like pocketing it, what? yeah, yeah, and then ran off. She quit. She quit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah. we're gonna have a tie dye day. We need everybody to pitch in for the the supplies. And she's just like, peace. peace. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I was trying to learn from the tattoo artists that I really, really look up to, and I really, really like their work. Yeah. You know, so I would see what they do. I would analyze their tattoos and be like, okay, this is what I like about this. You know, maybe I can use that in a drawing or, you know, they do this a certain way. I would have never thought about doing it that way. And it's still something to this day that I do, you know. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, you, you want to you want your art to look like 
the people that you look up to, you know. You know, not blatantly rip them off or anything, but there's definitely techniques and stuff you can learn from them. Sure. Plus, I, I like whoring myself around on Instagram trying to get critiques and stuff <laughs> as much as I can, you know, trying to see, you know, what I can change. And for the most part, I'm super hard on my tattoos. Like, when I get done with every tattoo, there's at least an hour that I sit at the shop. It, I mean, if it's a long day, you know, if it's small stuff that I'm having to get in and out. You know, at the end of the day, I always reflect and look at my tattoos and, you know, critique them myself because I found that I'm way harder on my tattoos than what, you know, other people I've asked. Sure. Yeah. You're your own worst critic. Yeah. 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 And, you know, I know what I'm liking and it's just a day to day process to improve that. You know, no one's perfect. Every tattoo artist makes, you know, mistakes every day while tattooing. It's just how they fix it and make it look as good as possible. How they keep their cool. <laughs> like, oh, man, yeah, uh, I spelled tell. that wrong. Yeah, uh, right, that yeah. That's an extra E I didn't need. Yeah, thank God that I haven't spelled anything <laughs> wrong. I, I've gotten into a pretty good habit of uh, of triple-checking any sort of spelling that I do. Okay. You know, even simple stuff. I, the, my clients must be looking at me like I'm an idiot sometimes. Reread it, reread it, reread yeah. it. Show yes. it to them. Yeah. This is what you want. Show it to everybody else in the shop. Yeah, I, I try to. I try to, you know. So you spend uh, a year apprenticing at Triple Two under mm-hmm. Dave. Um, get your first tattoo or two under your belt. At what point did you really start tattooing on like a more regular basis? Well, I kind of had, um, I kind of hustled my ass off during my apprenticeship for real, for real. Can I curse on this? Oh, no, yeah. you can't. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yes. No, um, yeah, basically what I was doing is drawing up Flash every week, coming up with something new, trying to get people in. And it was stuff that I could do, you know. So whether it was redraws of Burt Grimm stuff or coming up with silhouette tattoos and stuff, I was like, $20 tattoo, you know. I, I will get you in, you know. And Just I on, tra- like, social media, just pushing yeah. it out there? Yeah. Okay. People probably got tired of me because I was doing that every day. Unfollow. You, you got to to get your name yeah. out yeah. there. You know? Yeah. Well, the thing is, I didn't know anybody in Birmingham when I moved up here, you know. So I basically moved from a city where I had a bunch of friends. I had, you know, people who knew of my art even before I started tattooing to come into a place where I didn't know anybody. Like, my closest, like, relative is in Moody, you know. So basically it was just like, you know, sink or swim, you know. It was either I'm going to hustle and do good or else, you know, I'm going to fail. Okay. It was kind of have to, but... Yeah, the way I started, uh, I did a couple of free tattoos, and then Dave was like, okay, you can charge them 20 bucks, you know, and you can use my supplies. Give me the $20 that goes towards the shop, and whatever you make in tips, you can keep, you know. So I was just trying to make up the money of having to drive up here every day, you know, and uh, yeah, it was it was pretty good. You know, I learned a lot about myself at that point. I learned a lot about tattooing, and I've had... You know, Dave is my mentor who brought me in, but I've had a lot of people who have given me uh, real good, rough critiques, and I've had a lot of friends and stuff who are real with me when it comes to my art, you know, and I, I appreciate that. 
Yeah. You know, I mean, there's a difference. You know, you can tell. I mean, you can tell me I can improve on this, or you can be like, you know, this is shit. You know, whatnot. But you know, <laughs> Ricky, you sorry, buddy. That ain't it, dog. You you fucked that one. Yeah, yeah. I, I appreciate. You that, charge dude. them for that tattoo? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. I I, re- I really appreciate the people that have have been um, who have pointed me in the right direction. Yeah. Know? Yeah. So after that. The shop burnt down, and we went to well. After the shop burnt down, I was scared that I was going to lose my career, because all my supplies that I did have were gone. My art was gone, and I'm in a city where I just moved here a week before the shop burnt down. Wow, really? Yeah, and now the shop that I'm working at is gone, and I don't know any other shops. And the and the thing is, I was an apprentice, so you know I was kind of I think. You know, at the end of the day, I think Dave would have brought me wherever. But at the end of the day, I was worried that, you know, whatever shop was going to get us to come there, you know, there was not really going to be a space for me. Because mm-hmm. we had some offers. We had a couple shops. I'm not going to go into names or anything because I'm not like shit talking or anything. But a couple of shops were offering, you know, two two rooms, two spots, two booths for Dave and Jen, which would have left me to tattoo when they weren't there. But luckily, uh, Chaz, who was opening up his own shop, came and worked for Triple Two for a little while while he was making his. So, And who is that? That's the owner of the Great Wilderness Tattoo. Oh, okay. okay Full cool. circle. Yeah. Here we go. So when uh, when the shop burned down, Chaz was like, got three booths. Eugene and Dave can come. And, I, and we were like, hell yeah. You know? Okay. And, it was really different from Avondale. You know, the types of tattoos you get offered to do out there are kind of different. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Where <laughs> yeah. is great, where is Great Wilderness Tattoo? It's it's about 20 minutes north of Birmingham in Warrior, Alabama. Warrior, okay. Yeah. I didn't know how far north it was, but yeah. Yeah. Um, a lot is that of, north? Is that 65? Yeah. Oh, 65 yeah. north? Okay. Yeah. Make sure I get my map right. Yeah, so it, it, it's just a little bit different because it's more of a country town. You know, so those deer heads ain't going to tattoo yeah, themselves. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you're not wrong. You're not <laughs> wrong. Well, um, you know, it's, it's a lot of the same stuff. Pocket watches, roses, you know, crosses, cri- Christian stuff. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of crosses. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just stuff like that. But, yeah. but, um, I'm pretty consistent about what I put out. So the people who want to get tattooed from me kind of know what they want to get. Sure. Yeah, and it, it's to the point now that I, I find it hard to keep up with messages. So I don't really do too terribly many of the walk-ins. Like, I'll do them if I just have free time and we're overflowing. But mostly I, I book day-to-day. Yeah. You know. But, yeah, it, it was completely night and day. I know we went from being at a tattoo shop where, you know, everybody had their own booth. Everybody had their own room to an open floor plan, you know. And it, it was really different because if you messed up, everybody in the shop's going to see it. So yeah. it kind of put pressure on you, you know. Great and Wilderness I, having that open floor plan, yeah. like you said. Yeah. But the thing is, you can also get a critique. You can, you know, get advice from your coworker who's right there, you yeah. know. It, it, it was good and bad, you know, because I, I loved the way, you know, um, triple two looked it was super cool but 
And but and then go into a country shop where it's an open floor plan. It was just night and day. It was more of a street shop environment, you yeah. know, which I wasn't used to. So when how long had Great Wilderness been open at the time that Triple Two burned down and then you guys were making the move there? I'd like to say like six months. Seven okay, months. so not a long time. No. So he came and did some tattooing at Triple Two, left, yep. started his own shop. Mm-hmm. Six months later, you guys are like, hey, we need a space to go. Yeah, yeah. Was there ever talk about, after the place burned down, about getting it up and going in the same location? or? Uh, there was, but it was just probably more of a headache than what Dave wanted to take on. Sure. You know, because you have the insurance money and everything, but, you know, we're needing a shop like now. Yeah. You know, we were needing the shop right then. Can't wait eight months to yeah. get the building back up again. Yeah. yeah. So the, he was talking to people about clearing it out and fixing, and it was really muggy, uh, like real muddy how we were going to figure that out there. But we ended up, or Dave decided that, you know, it was just too much of a headache for him to go through that again. I think Dave had a really hard time with losing the shop. Oh, too. dude, I can't imagine. You said you lost your artwork. Yeah, I mean oh, the yeah. artwork that he had in there. Yeah, he had a ton of paintings. Uh, yeah, because some... the one time that I came and was on the, um, he actually came out and was talking to some people, and um, I saw all this amazing artwork all over the walls and stuff. He's mm-hmm. like, "Oh yeah, I painted this. I painted that." It was like an art gallery, and we're just like walking around. He's giving us like a little mini tour. He's like, oh, he had this like really cool shark painting. Oh I yeah, think I remember. That's actually at the shot at Great Wilderness. Oh, that survived. Yeah, okay, yeah a awesome. lot. Some of the paintings in the main lobby survived. Uh, they had some smoke damage, but we were able to kind of clean them up and everything. Okay. And uh, the thing about it is, uh, you know, he lost some of the best paintings that he had. He had a, I believe he had a guitar that was once. Dave Grohl's guitar. Oh, dude. Yeah. Man. And that's Ash. Priceless. He, yeah, he had stuff. a guitar that was signed by B.B. King, so he lost a lot, you know. Dang. But, I mean, I think Dave's better now. I think he's closer to retiring from tattooing. Well, I was you about know? to ask. I ran into a guy randomly. I was at um, Harbor Freight in, I don't know, where is that? Center Over Point? in Homewood. Oh. The West Homewood yeah. location. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was a guy in there, and he had a tattoo. I don't know if he was working at Harbor Freight or if he was just in line in front of me. And we got he had a sleeve, and I got to talk to him about tattoos, and he mentioned Dave. Mm-hmm. He was like, yeah, Dave, a tattoo, uh, triple two or whatever. And then he was like, but Dave's not tattooing anymore. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay, I didn't know that. Yeah, he had some issues for a minute with like his shoulder and his back and everything. And I can understand that. And plus... You know, I can Im- imagine the toll emotionally that takes on you losing your business and everything. Oh, gosh, But yeah. I think I uh, he is pursuing a more religious lifestyle right now, and I think that I think to him that takes priority. And sure. honestly, I'm I'm happy for him. If he's happy, he's happy. I'm happy. So he's not tattooing at Great Wilderness currently no, no. as we speak. Okay, no. cool. Because um, I think the last tattoo I got by you... Mm-hmm. Maybe he was there. Yeah, he Maybe was. in the back. So this is pretty recent. That's what I wanted to ask. So how did you stumble upon Ricky's work? Because we had both been talking. Anytime we go out to bars, that's the, we start talking about tattoos. That's like the number one go-to. Mm-hmm. And I know we had both been looking for a while to a, to a point to where I'm just so fatigued about trying to find someone to do tattoos that I just don't want a tattoo anymore. Like yeah. It's just too much work. So I put it off, but Alex kept pursuing and then he finally came to me and he was like, 
You didn't even tell me that you found... He came back with the tattoo. <laughs> He's like, oh, yeah, I found somebody. I've been talking to him for a while. Here it is. And I'm like, what the yeah, hell? Yeah. Um, I had uh, been tattooed by some dudes here in town in Birmingham. And um, I'd found some other great tattoo artists who I haven't been tattooed by yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. For whatever reason, that summer or whenever it was, I just got really into like looking up local tattoo artists. And a lot of great artists in Nashville, a lot of great artists in Atlanta, yeah. but trying to find somebody here local. Um, uh, shout out to Josh Kaiser and his wife. Yeah, uh, I love their a, work. They are amazing tattoo artists. Uh, shout out to all the dudes at uh, Good Neighbor. Uh, oh, they are solid. Uh, Jay's done some tattoos for me. Yeah, and, I was um, nervous about tattooing you because Jay's work on you. Yeah, well, like, Jay's really good. And uh, just wanting to kind of expand my horizons you mm-hmm. know and and just get tattooed by a bunch of different people and i just surfing through instagram found you and um uh was like really impressed you know your line work was really good and i kind of knew in my head what i wanted mm-hmm. um and we can get off into all the I, i'm more of like a traditional dude i like traditional tattooing but mm-hmm. i do like the tattoos that air on the side of like neo-traditional without yeah. being full-blown comic book style oh yeah you know what i mean mm-hmm. and you just seem to fit that perfect yeah. man like i saw your artwork and um yeah just well, the stuff you're putting out I was just like, there's kind awesome. of a niche for that right now you know uh there's a there's a lot of people who don't want the super traditional tattoo you know they they respect it i love and respect traditional tattoos but for my palette of art it's just not what I draw on the regular basis. You know, like I said, there's there's a certain part of me that loves that, and there's no disrespect there. But I really, what seems more right in my mind, if that makes sense, is is kind of making traditional theme designs that err on the side of a traditional, like with different line weights, you know, different colors that aren't traditionally used, you know, and it just made more sense to me, you know. And uh, so... You know, I started looking on Instagram, and a lot of the traditional tattoos you see now aren't really traditional tattoos, you know, because you got to go, it all has to be one line way. That's about to say, yeah. if you had to break it down, and we had this conversation the last time I was oh, yeah. there, the tattoo I was getting, it was kind of half neo-traditional, yeah. but it was still overwhelmingly 80% American traditional. Yeah. But I guess the different line weights and maybe some of the colors you used. Mm-hmm. Um, For those who don't know, what the hell are you talking about? Uh, yeah. Okay. So um, I, we got into this whole conversation. I was like, how do you define a, a traditional tattoo versus a neo-traditional tattoo versus, um, I mean, some of it's obvious realism yeah. and Japanese, you know, traditional and all that. And it was cool that you kind of broke it down. You're like, well, I'm doing different uh, different thicknesses of the lines that I'm tattooing on you and mm-hmm. I'm using some maybe some brighter colors. I don't you could probably speak yeah. to it on a much more educated level than I Yeah. Can. The traditional tattoos the palette's limited to certain things like reds, greens, browns, yellows. And usually it's a big bold line and that line is the only line size. You know, that's what I mean by very cartoony line. looking right. Yeah. Right. like Yeah, I mean you can get some the air towards more realistic, more anatomically correct but it's usually just simple designs that will last you know a lifetime that'll look really good you know and you know i just have an eye for more like of complex stuff you know Mm -hmm. 
I like doing really weird blends. I like putting a lot of tiny details in tattoos and stuff. And But I love traditional tattoos. So neo-traditional that's leaning traditional is, you know, something I like to do. But I've always liked, you know, neo-traditional tattoos as well, you know. And at the point I'm at now, I'm trying to do as much as I can and learn as much as I can just because I'm so... Uh, I'm wanting to broaden my horizons. Sure. You know, as a young artist nowadays, there's kind of pressure put on you where you have to focus on one particular style of tattooing. And that's what's kind of being shown to, to get your name out there, to get you business, you know, and get you remembered, you know. So, you know, there's been periods where I'm like, I'm only going to do this or I'm going to try to only do this, you know. Yeah. Because that's what, you know... Instagram, you know, the things that get you business in your local area are kind of wanting you to do. But at the same time, you know, I've only been a tattoo artist for two and a half years. So. That blows my <laughs> mind, dude. So Nick's uh, got your Instagram pulled up and just looking at some of your latest work, and you don't post all the time. Uh, but, man, that's like that first picture, Nick, all up it. there in the all top left. Like this skull design that you did. Like, I would call that probably a neo-traditional tattoo. Yes, sir. Um, you know, it's got some of the, I mean, the flowers and stuff. And if you're not watching this episode on YouTube, you got to check it out. We're talking to a tattoo artist, so. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you got to watch it. But the it. skull design, you know, like the flowers look more or less traditional, but mm -hmm. then you have the fine line work that's all in the in the image itself. And then you've even got the highlights of the white around it and the, Dude, it's just, and the line work is so amazing. Like, everything is so sharp. Well, that was it's something that weird. I definitely was a weakness at starting. And I, I would still consider it a weakness of mine at, at the moment. You know, it's not where I would like it to be. But you look at that tattoo and think, nah, it, yeah. could, it could use improvement. That's yeah, crazy. I mean, there's that looks. There's definitely some things that I would change amazing. in hindsight. But, you know, I'm trying, like I said, I'm, I'm trying to do as many seminars as I can and learn from as many people. You know, there's also pressure on tattoo artists to do guest spots, to go and do conventions right as soon as you come up. And I am going to be doing a convention. I'm going to be doing Space City Tattoo in Huntsville in okay. April. Yeah. So keep an eye out. That's my first one. But Yeah, I know the good neighbor dudes go to that. They try to go every year. Yeah, they're, re they're really good. Yeah. They're really good. I really respect those dudes. Uh, but, like... But, like, you know, just looking... Um, a lot of like neo traditional and traditional work, but if you scroll down, Nick, just a little bit, that on the left, uh, you've got what looks to be like a, that one right there, more realism. Oh yeah. So I mean, your your ability to do like completely different genres, if that's even the right word, genre yeah. of uh, tattooing is awesome. I well, mean, I just respect tattooing in general. You know, I respect the tradition, and I, I really like where different style of tattoos come from um like starting off on black and gray tattoos when i was starting i learned to use like a stipple technique so i use a tiny little needle turn my machine way down and kind of blend everything together through that you know and that was a technique that was developed in like california prison system and stuff okay. and some of the things Shank these tattoos, yeah. yeah some of the things these dudes can do out in the west coast is incredible so i was like I want to learn how to do it that way. Yeah. You know, so, you know, I learned that 
And then I was like, let me see how far I could take this because I was just using black at the time. And then I started mixing washes in with that. And then from there, I started using mags. So, you know, and, and the thing is, when I do art at home, it's mostly realism stuff. You know, right. I, I paint realism. I try to do pencil sketches of realism. I just haven't had a chance to in a hot minute just because tattooing really does take a lot of my time. So, you know, when the opportunity came that somebody wanted to do a portrait, I was super nervous about that because sure, yeah. like portraits are one of the hardest things you can do. Portraits, oh, yeah. cover-ups, uh, also like color realism, anything like that, super difficult. And again, I'm, I'm pretty early in my career right now, so I'm trying Two to... Two and a half years <laughs> and you're doing tattoos like this, dude. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, God, I, got a, I got a long way to go. I got a long way to go. I, the thing is, what y'all can see there is not what I see there, you know, just because... You know, I look up to such good tattoo artists, and I'm around such good tattoo artists all the time. You know, so uh, I want to—I hold myself to their standard. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's what helps you, helps helped me get better. You know, Definitely. I'm super hard on myself, and I don't like—I don't find competition around here. You know, everybody is on their own path and stuff. Who I who I hold as competition because I eventually want to be as good as them, if not better, is, is the best in the industry. Sure. You know, and when you hold yourself at that, that standard, you can't help it but get better. You know, if you sit at the shop thinking about, damn, I did this wrong, you know, definitely not going to make that mistake next time. You know, you kind of grow from it. You yeah. kind of grow from it. You know, and I think I'm a, a decent tattooer where I'm at, but it's nowhere to where I want to be or I know that I'm going to be at one point. Well, dude, yeah. you are going to be a great, yes. I think you're a great tattooer already, yes. obviously, <laughs> but uh, man, uh, that's definitely a good way to like stay sharp and stay focused and keep mm-hmm. growing. The amount of people, I know you're um, in the short two and a half years that you've been tattooing, your clientele has probably grown a yes. bit. Obviously, mm-hmm. we're big fans. Um, on the day-to-day, what is the most common thing that people are coming in asking you to do Hmm. if you had to well from time to time it's different uh honestly probably like roses stuff flowers black work floral pieces and stuff um that's probably the most common things uh every now like like i do i try to try to broaden my horizons and do as much as i can so you know it really depends you know, uh, I get a ton of small things that people want, you know, like names, paw prints and stuff. Paw prints. Yeah. yeah well, I, I try to do as much as I can, you know, and I don't want to be that asshole guy that turns down your tattoo. I don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and I, I, so and you're a yes man when it comes to tattoo. I try, I try to be. But does it almost kind of get overwhelming? Yes. Too? I was about to but, say, Or, or dude. does it kind of keep you on your toes? Um, A bit of both. Like, honestly... You know, I feel bad telling somebody that I would never tell anybody that tattoo is not worth my time or anything because that's well, a shitty more way. Well, eloquent ways to say yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I, when if I turn down someone's tattoo because it's simple, I feel like an asshole, you know, and I probably seem like an asshole, you know. And uh, it, it, it's more I, I want to focus on certain things, but at the same time, I don't want to – I mean, this person found me on – internet and wants to get tattooed by me that's a big honor to me that makes me feel really good about myself and i would hate to be the guy that turns them down now if it's a tattoo that i don't excel at or i don't know much about the technique 
I don't feel ashamed of turning that down. Well, sure. You yeah, know, yeah. and if I know somebody who does that technique, best believe I'm going to, you know, point you in the right direction. But it, it, it is overwhelming. It's very overwhelming because my day-to-day is like this, especially, okay, let's let's take a day that I go from nursing to tattooing. <laughs> Dude, okay. I see how you do it. I worked 12-hour shift last night. Right? I woke up at like 5.30, went to work, did that, got off work. As soon as I got off, you know, I tried to answer one or two messages before I got some sleep. You know, but on a regular week, if I'm not doing this, it would be go from that, leave this tattoo shop, go or leave the hospital, go to the tattoo shop, get a couple hours of sleep if I can, you know, possibly do a tattoo that day and message people back whenever I get a free chance. But, you know, on the days that I tattoo, I usually wake up, I'm drawing until it's time for, for me to leave to the, for the appointment. You know, I'll set up and everything. Uh, maybe if I'm lucky, get something to eat before I start tattooing. Tattoo all day because I'm slower than dog shit for real. Uh, and then at the end of the day, break down, start drawing for the next day's appointment. So literally, it, it's very hard for me to get back into messages, especially because they add up. Dude, I can't. Are most people reaching out to you on Instagram? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I'm trying to go like purely on Instagram because. When you start having people hitting you up on like Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, this or that. Or like you, have your own website or something. Yeah. Well, the, I thought about it because there are artists that like book, but I kind of like having free range of, of what I put where. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, if someone just was like, okay, $50 deposit, book for this day at this time. You know, a lot of the times I get a brief description of what they're wanting, but I don't know exactly what they're wanting. And honestly, someday, some weeks you're going to do a lot more stuff that you're, you don't want to post, that you're not, you know, super into, you know, or, you know, it doesn't fit your style that you want to post on social media. Fair enough. And I don't want to have full weeks where I'm doing that and I don't have anything to, to put out there to show my work off, you know. You know, I could put, I could show off every tattoo that I do, but honestly, I think it would probably hamper growth more than it would help just because people don't go on there and what you want to do at first glance is to be able to have a particular style if you can you know so people like oh he does this Mm -hmm. you know so you know i don't want to have everything all over the place and i've I've thought about maybe even potentially like posting smaller tattoos on like my stories and stuff but it's just been a pain in the ass just posting when you can because there's certain algorithms you got to go by mm-hmm. you know uh plus you fall into like if you're just posting roses all the time then people are only gonna he's come the to rose you. guy yeah. man you need rose you need rose yeah roses yeah. and anchors baby. i mean there's a there's a <laughs> tattoo there's a tattoo artist that does nothing but owls with crowns and stuff and as cool as that is his tattoos are sensational i don't know anybody who can do an owl better than this man but it would be i don't know it just messed with my my ADD, my ADHD, man, it'd be really hard. Um, and that's another thing that kind of makes things hectic as well. I would never use like mental health as a crutch or anything, but it's so hard focusing for me sometimes. Sure. You know, can't stay still, you know, and I can't sit down for long enough to go through messages. And like I said, you know, I wish it was a simple process. Like you want this tattoo? Yes. Right. Uh, this, when are you available this time? You know, but 
you get 50 people that you're messaging and they can all respond back at certain times. So oh, some people it's going to yeah. take days and stuff, you know, and I, I tend to not like answering messages when I'm in the middle of tattooing as well. Oh, that's fair. Yeah. I try. I mean, someone's put get, the gun down. Let me get on my phone. Yeah. Right. What are you yeah. doing? It's, it's disrespectful, you yeah. know? Uh, so, you know, most of my free time goes back to messaging people or drawing, but when it comes to like tattooing, if you're paying to be there for a day with me, you're going to get a day with me. You know, if we have breaks and stuff, you know, I'll talk to you and I'll, I'll, you have all my attention because if you're my client, you're paying to be there. You know, you deserve that respect. Yeah. You know, that's true. After our session, he bought us pizza. He got oh, yeah. we were well, you were there for a while. I mean, that piece you did. It was a full him, day. It was yeah. a full day. Yeah, I, well, I, tr I try to be realistic. You know, if someone's going to pay me hundreds of dollars, the least I can do is get them some food if they're sitting there yeah. all day. That was great. Yeah. It was a wonderful experience. It was, it was awesome. <laughs> How many messages on average do you get? <sighs> it's uh I'm sure it's only gotten worse. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. only going to get worse. Well, um, yeah. I mean, honestly, it will. Um, the thing is, you know, Half the messages I get are people that are interested in something, but will probably not get it. Hmm. You know, another... They're just kind of feeling it out. Yeah. Yeah, saying about how much I charge for stuff and, uh, you know, what's my availability, you know. I get a lot of people that are trying to get in, you know, um, that week, which now nowadays it's it's impossible to do unless i have a freak cancellation or anything i, I really can't fit anybody in especially on larger tattoos now if you want something sure. small i'll come in early you know to do what i can uh or stay a little bit later to work with you but you know larger tattoos i like to spend a specific day i, I am a a slow tattooer you know i like to take my time and, well, uh, something that's getting permanently inked on your body, I yeah. would, yeah, you know, that's yeah, fair. That's fair. Not, yeah. You walk Take in, you know, time. like, hey, this is my day. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. not like, dude, I got 20 He's not clean, cleaning the chair from somebody minutes. else. It's yeah. like, yeah. Dude, well, I got to get you out of here in 17 minutes. Let's do this. <laughs> right, right. Well, I also try not to charge like an hourly rate, too, because I am slow. You know, I like to take my time and make sure every tattoo that leaves the shop is something that I would want, I would feel comfortable on me, mm -hmm. you know. So... You know, I spend that time and try to be fair to my clients. You know, it's bit me in the ass pricing wise sometimes. You know, I was about but to say, dude, but I, I I like to make sure I take my time. You know, are you tattooing every day? I try to. I or not at the hospital days. No. Um, I say, dude, you're yeah. the hardest working tattooer I know. <laughs> Golly, that's crazy. Most yeah. of the people, this is their full time gig. Just yeah. tattooing. Just tattooing. Yeah. When are you gonna make that leap? Well, or, or or have you? Are you just happy working your ass off? No, no, I'm not happy with it. Um, honestly, after COVID, it kind of burnt me out hard. I've been burnt out of nursing for a hot minute. Yeah. It's a really easy field to get burnt out on. Sure, because the bureaucracy behind it. You know, helping people is great. The money is decent. You know, but at the end of the day. If you happen to deal with politics and infighting all the time, you know, it just gets so damn old, you know, and I, I'm a tattooer, you know, I like to draw and have fun and I don't give a shit about the little minute stuff. But you take, like, for instance, a unit full of 50 something year old women who have nothing to relate to you yeah, and are just hell bent on complaining about everything all the time, you know. 
it's just not a place that I like. And then on top of it, you have to, especially the past two years, miss out on time with family to take care of people that are really sick. Or, you know, you're in a COVID unit, you know, and you're having to bust ass to make sure you don't get sick or you got to make sure that no one else gets sick around you. And Were you working in a COVID unit? At one point, yes. Oh, yeah. Dude, man. Yeah. At That's one, brutal. At one point, uh, we had a contamination on the stock unit. Uh, and we're a closed unit, so, you know— Double set of doors locked, and that's that's what I do. I'm a psych nurse, uh, so I do a lot of wrestling Ooh, with people. Buddy. Oh and man, a lot talk of, about stress. how are you doing this, man? <laughs> yeah. Golly, well, you know it's it's a specific field that I I felt kind of guided to work in because you talk to nurses, and not many of them want to do that field. Mm-hmm. You know, and before I started, I was like, "Give me the hardest job." I mean, yeah, job. you want to get locked. My unit's behind two sets of locked doors. Sign me up. Yeah. I want that one. <laughs> well, the thing is, you know, I had problems with depression, anxiety, and like I said, ADHD. So, you know, I was like, you know, life's been real hell for me sometimes. You know, I want to make sure to help out people as much as I could that have went through that same struggle. But little did I know that psych isn't always like that. The minority of your patients are like that. Most of the time, it's, you know, indigent people who are on drugs, you know, who are actively psychotic from substance abuse, you know, and those people are violent. Those people are aggressive and stuff. And then when it's not that, we also have a geriatric psych unit, which is also rough because you take somebody with dementia, Oftentimes, they're just as aggressive and violent as somebody who is on drugs, you know. And the thing is, you can't even feel bad about it. You can't be upset about it because these people have a a disease that's eating their brain away, you know. So if I was thinking I was at home and some strange dude in a mask comes in to try and take my pants off to change my underwear, you know, because I've sold myself, (laughs) you know, uh, I would be fighting too, you know. But the thing is, it's a high-stress environment. And it doesn't help that a lot of hospitals don't care about the staff. or It feels like that, you know, yeah. because you have a lot of hospitals that are kind of ran by um, accountants and stuff. And you got to. You got to have that. It's a business. Yeah. You yeah. got to have that. You got to have that running. But at the end of the day, you know, cutting staff as much as you can to, and getting the patients, as many patients as you can. It's not the the best environment, you know, and you, it's frustrating, you know. And also, you know, some people, they're so short-staffed, they're getting called every day, you know, trying to come in. You know, honestly, the way I work, it's impossible for me to work extra, you know. So, luckily, there's that. But, you know, it's just hard all around. I, I respect all nurses, but it's just, it's a... A sucky job to be in right now. Dude, yeah. I don't see how you're doing it, man. Golly. Yeah. Well, it sounds so hard. The exit is in the near future. You know, I can't really go into too many details about it, but, you know, the main reason I've stayed in nursing, besides wanting to help people, and, you know, I had a degree that, that I got a full scholarship for, and I busted three I busted my ass for three make years. It worth it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was like, you know, I'd feel bad for just giving up a career that I worked three years for, four years for, you know, but at the same time, uh, it's just gotten, gotten old and old. And the, the thing is tattooing doesn't really give you insurance. You know, the, the benefits aren't there, you know, sure. you're an independent contractor. So you are in charge of your own, 
you know, destiny later on in life when it comes to money and stuff like that. So, yeah, I'm sure there's definitely a safety net with having like a normal, yeah. I say normal, your job's not normal, <laughs> but having a, a, a structured job versus going out on your own yeah. and just like, okay, I hope I can keep the calendar full and stay busy, which yeah. I'm sure you can, man. Yeah. I believe in you. Well, it's um, getting to the point where, where the mo- I'm losing money being at the hospital rather than being at the shop. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, it would probably I would make more money if I was just uh, spending out of pocket for insurance, you mm-hmm. know. So it's getting to that point where you know it's futile just driving out there, you know. And plus, riding in the car for three hours a day, driving back and forth, dude, and you're doing the drive. Yeah, God. yeah. Ah, dude, I can't believe you've been you stuck with it as long as you have, man. Yeah. And to still advance your tattooing career to the point where it is now. In just two and a half years, you know, like. Yeah. Well, I'm just I'm hungry, you know. I grew up poor, you know, and you know both my mom and my dad both kind of taught taught me, you know, whatever you do, be good at it, work hard at it, you know. Yeah. And you know, we grew up broke. I mean, we weren't like starving or anything, but at the same time, you know, once you've been there, once you go have Christmases where you don't get anything, and sure. You know, days where you're you're seeing your parents cry because they don't have the funds to really pay bills for the month. You don't want to be back there. Yeah. Know? So, you know, going from that to this, it's it's been an easy transition. And I've been I've been running myself down. Not gonna lie. You know, there's definitely been some physical repercussion from it, mental repercussions. Yeah, but, dude. But you gotta, you gotta let the gas. You know. <laughs> Let you put off the throttle just a little bit. Yeah. Well, you got some downtime. You got people like Elon Musk and stuff that are heads of dude. If you're comparing yourself to Elon, then uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. (laughs) Like that. Well, you have like Edison. Those are those are people that I really look up to. You know. So you see people like Elon Musk who, who is one dude. Sure, he has like AIDS and stuff, and like people that can help him. But you know that as much as he was able to accomplish, you know. What's to say that I couldn't accomplish something like that with my goals one day, you know? So <laughs> your comparison. Elon's putting people on Mars. Um yeah. I'm putting I Mars on people, I'm baby. Putting Mars on <laughs> yeah, people. yeah. You're not wrong, you know. So uh for anybody listening that wants to get a tattoo by Ricky, uh be patient because the man is busy. The man is it's busy. worth it though. Yeah. It's so worth it. Yeah, I'm trying I'm trying to get more into getting back with people and I'm I'm trying to be realistic. But like I said, when you're getting messages from four different sources because – or five different sources because the triple two page is still running. You still have people asking for tattoos there, but I'm the only one on there. And really? I haven't had the time to really shut it down or tell people, hey, you know, this isn't a business anymore. So, yeah, you got to delete that, man. Yeah. Golly. Yeah. Um, there's that. There's the Great Wilderness tattoo. Their Instagram and Facebook are – people are constantly wanting tattoos or asking, you know – and and the thing is, you know, I didn't feel right when I first started working at at Great Wilderness for I didn't feel right posting or taking potential clients away knowing that I was going to eventually leave or thinking we were going to reopen the shop. Mm-hmm. So, I don't have a ton of clients that try to get through the website, but more recently I've been posting more on the Facebook and Instagram, so you know, on the shop pages. I, yeah, on okay. the shop page. So now I'm starting to get that in. Then I also have Facebook, Instagram, and and uh, uh, Snapchat. So it it's really easy to overlook things sometimes. Sure, you know, and 
I think people think that I'm an asshole because I don't really, uh, sometimes I overlook people's messages or sometimes I let the thread die. And it's not because I'm intentionally ignoring anybody. I mean, nobody deserves that, you know, especially when you're a business of your own, you know. Uh, but sometimes people get overlooked. And, I, I, you know, I try to be real and I try to apologize with people and I try to get back with people. But just, you know, I need to find a better way of doing it. Honestly. An assistant is what yeah. you need. <laughs> yeah. which you need is a cra- receptionist. Yeah, which is crazy because, like I said, you know, I'm only two and a half years in, and I find it hard, and it's going to get harder and harder. You know, so that's definitely something I need to work on. Dude, you got to spike those prices, man, <laughs> and then uh, hire you some help, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Um, well, that's awesome, man. Uh, I saw that uh, I actually started following um, – Butcher, what's his name? Yes, yeah, Steve. Steve. Steven. Um, he's a really great tattoo artist. He recently moved to Nashville. Yeah. But um, I think this week he was doing like a guest spot back at Great Wilderness. Or is that He not... might be doing it right now. Okay. Uh, see me and me and Steven. <laughs> Steve, Steve. Yeah, yeah, okay. me and Steven. Uh he had been he, when I came to the shop, he had been an artist for a minute, you know, and I was new. And me and him were frenemies at first, you know, like okay. Like, me and him were, were kind of, like, back and forth in each other, arguing at the shop. But I have nothing but love for Steven, honestly. Uh, I, th- I think, honestly, me and him having, like, an inner shop competition with each other kind of made us both better artists. And I appreciate the fuck out of Steven for that, for real. Well, his artwork's really awesome. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, man, how many people... Uh like you said, the Great Wilderness is like an open floor plan. Um, yeah. A lot of tattoo artists working. Um, yeah. When I was there, the two times that I've been there, um, it's like there's a whole different set of people each time I was there. I don't know if y'all share chairs or whatever, but how many people actually work for that shop? Right now, because um, we just had two artists leave because we had like a restructuring of the shop. There's me, uh, Basil, uh, Chaz, Michaela. And Bragan at the moment, and then Braxton is doing piercing. So, like, so four, it's just six our, people. Yeah, okay. yeah, six people. Okay. You know, and we're we're all they're always looking to add more people. You know, uh, but right now it's just kind of we we changed the way that we paid our cut. You know, and you know sometimes that doesn't line up with certain people, and it's all love. The way they structure you know. stuff. Yeah. yeah. So right now, you know, we're not at capacity. We have some space for experienced tattoo artists, but I don't think we're taking on any apprentices or anything like that. Who has time for an apprentice? Have you had anybody <laughs> reach out to you that wanted to apprentice under you? No, I, I, I probably won't apprentice anybody for a long time just okay. because, you know. Well, there's no time in the day. Well, <laughs> not, like... on, not only that, I don't know enough to teach somebody. You know, I'm still early in my career, you know. And I, like I said, I can, I, I'm, still learning every day i'm still teaching myself more and more learning from more of the artists you know like i said you know dave was my mentor but i've had a lot of people that were my mentor for real i've learned a lot from dave i learned a lot from uh, my friend jen you know who's also another great tattoo artist uh chaz basil everybody's kind of taught me a little bit and uh yogi barrett big name tattoo artist out of atlanta has Helped me out tremendously. I did one of his uh, seminars at his shop and learned a lot from him. And I think that was learning from him was just a little bit of a turning point of what I want to aim for and and what I want to do in the future. You okay. know? 
So I'm really grateful for that. Um, and I'm just trying to learn some new stuff every day. Like here recently, I took up calligraphy. <laughs> okay. Which is never something I've ever been interested in. But Calligraphy. It, yeah. Dude. Well, what do you want to do more of in the future? Um, or wh- hmm. what are some of your maybe short-term goals? Short-term goals would just be just becoming a better tattoo artist in general, becoming a better blender, uh, coming up with better color schemes, you know, work on my line work, work on my saturation, work on how I take photographs of tattoos. You'd said that I post every now and then on, on Instagram. And a lot of times I don't post people's tattoos and people get pissed about it. <laughs> Where's my, my tattoo? tattoo wasn't good enough? Yeah. 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 And that, that's the thing. You know, I could be the world's best tattoo artist in the world. I could be the best tattoo artist in the world. But I'm not a photographer. So unfortunately, you know, I try to take 50 to 100 shots of a tattoo every oh, session. Oh, I know. I was there. <laughs> You're like, yeah, just keep posing. Keep posing. Yeah. Like, We've been at this for like 10 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, you know, then I go through it and I'm like, none of these really captivate what the tattoo actually looks like, you know. And th- and that's that's the hard part about it is uh, actually finding, you know, uh, the way of taking pictures. So that's something else that I need to work on. I need to work on, you know, how to actually get people in, you know, work on, you know, working out my schedule and getting people booked a certain way, you know. So there's there's a lot that I'm just trying to take up now, you know, and, and trying to learn from. I think in the future, I would like to learn more about, like, Chicano black work. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's more uh, West Coast Not stuff. Familiar with that particular yeah. like uh, black, artistic style. Yeah, it's just the the stipple shading, uh, like letters, portraits, realism stuff like that. That's okay. one side of it, and I also want to work more on just becoming better neo traditionally and like tra- neo traditional leaning traditional. Yeah. Because well, I think you got that style <laughs> locked in because, like I said, that's really what. I guess I'd looked at so many artists and so much artwork mm-hmm. that there was just something about the way you draw that I can't clearly articulate or or clearly not do myself, but I could just see it in your work. And to anybody that's listening, I highly encourage you to go on uh, uh, your page and check out your work because it's truly amazing. Well, thank um, you. And uh, yeah, man, as soon as I found you, I was like, this is the dude. I like, this is it. And I messaged you and then you got back with me and... Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to getting more tattoos from you. Yeah, for um, sure. You know that the thing is, I, again, I think I'm a decent tattoo artist for the the time I've been in. But you look in places like Atlanta, you look in places like Nashville or other places of the world. They have apprentices who can tattoo ten times better than me. You know, so I'm always looking on just being better in general. You know, yeah. I think neo-traditionally, there's a lot more that I can do. Is that where the demand is? Is that what most people are asking for? Or is Actually, it all over the board? It's all over the board. A okay. lot of people want realism right now. Really? And okay. uh, realism isn't my forte. You know, uh, I would love to delve into black and gray realism or more of a painterly realism, but it's really not what I do. Uh, but I, I, I'm not really... I think, like I said, black work would probably be the most in-demand tattoo style at the moment. Uh, there's no doubt that people want traditional tattoos. Each each tattoo style ha- kind of has a demand for it right now. Sure. Uh, but, like, 
you know, I, I don't see one that really sticks out more than the other at the moment. Okay. You know? There's a, there's always a, a subgenre that people really appreciate and stuff. Uh, honestly, I actually I take that back. I I'd say the most in demand field is tiny delicate tattoos. Really? Like, tiny delicate tattoos like Kelsey tattoos, what tattooers call them. You know, a little like, feather or a yeah. little yeah, little triangle or yeah. something. Yeah, and and if and if you want to do that all day, you can make hella money doing it. Um, Seems like it'd be pretty pretty quick. You yeah, know, a lot of quick turnaround. Yeah. So, but I just want to. I, I guess the future goals is I just want to push my boundaries and learn some of the techniques that I'm more attracted to that other artists do that I do not. You know, there's always something somebody else is trying. Like there's. There's some dudes in Argentina right now who are doing some crazy neo-traditional, land-traditional. There's people in Spain that are doing some of the best traditional work that I've ever seen. You know, places like the Slavic countries. Uh, right now they're doing crazy realism. You know, the world tattooing is becoming more obtainable. And, uh, you know, you have places in the world that that they just stand out for certain things. Yeah. And honestly, you know, I respect each and every one of them, and I want to learn from all of them. Yeah. You know? I mean, you got Korea. There's people doing tiny little color realism tattoos that look incredible. You know, the, the, all over the world, you know, people are taking their local art and kind of mixing it with, you know, the traditional styles that, that have come up in tattooing, like realism, like you know, neo-traditional or traditional, and they're making it their own. And that's what my goal is, is to make my own, you know, come up with something that no one else is doing, you know, and that's so hard. How are you going <laughs> to, I mean, art's been around for tens of thousands, of hundreds of thousands of years. How do, you, how do you make your mark and stand out? How do yeah. you come up with something new? What's mm-hmm. some of the the biggest pieces that you've done have you done any like full back pieces full sleeves anything like that i started lining one up but the artist that was working at the shop ended up moving to another shop and i just never got a chance to finish that okay well maybe um, i can line up your first sleeve yeah i've got a lot of real estate well i got left some, that i want uh, i think we both do to I've i'm ready some, to take that plunge you know i've done some black work sleeves here and there again it was another one of those issues where you know I haven't had a chance, or I didn't really get good pictures of it. And when half of it's held, half of it's inflamed, that's not really the most appealing picture in the world, sure. you know. Fair so, enough. you know, I would love to get some healed photos of the one or two sleeves that. Oh, so you know, you've done a few. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I think there's two or three full sleeves that I've done that I've completed, or there's at least one that I've done, one that's almost done. I had an issue with my iPad. My dumbass. Uh, I had made some a pot of coffee and I was drawing in the back room. Getting, <laughs> Let me see where this is going. <laughs> getting my my sixteen hundred dollar iPad that I'm drawing on. Uh, it's the I, pro with the pencil and everything. Yeah. yeah, I'm in the the break room drawing and I'm making coffee. So I get done making the coffee and it, it was hot. So I take it off the burner and I put it on the microwave and it's like a plastic table sort of like with the setups on over there. Right? So I have it, I have it sitting on the the microwave. My iPad's right here, and I reach up to grab something out of the the uh, cabinets above me, and I bump the table. The pot of coffee falls right in the middle of my iPad, bends it, breaks the screen, soaks it. So, oh, dude. and the thing is, all my designs Tragic. that 
I'm continuing on people are on the iPad. You know, I had a Shurion insurance with it. But those fuckers, uh, they denied me for my my insurance claim. So I'm going to have to keep calling them and keep pestering them because what the hell did I pay money for? Yeah, when did this happen? Was this recent? This happened like two or three months ago. Okay. And luckily, you know, when I... When I first started at the Great Wilderness and everything, I was still hand-drawing tattoos. And my friend uh, Jen was like, hey, I have an extra iPad. Why don't you use that? You'll love it. It'll speed up your process a good bit. And, you know, there, there's definitely, you know, I will never say anything bad about people who draw their tattoos up from scratch. It's something that I can't do. I couldn't do just because the process takes so long. Because if you have to redraw, you have to redraw it over and over and over. And... You know, I've been there. I've done that. I did that for a year and a half. You know, it sucks. I don't, I don't like it. So any way that I can streamline the process for me, you know, I can take up. But, you know, that iPad just made everything so much easier. So that iPad that Jen let me borrow, he never got it back. <laughs> he never asked for it back. So it was in my closet. So I've just been using that for, I don't okay. know. Yeah. Cool. Dude, that's crushing <laughs> yeah yeah it sucked i was i was working on a tattoo at that moment you're like hey man what'd you want again we're gonna have to start yeah. over <laughs> i was almost done and the thing is i was having a, a bad day in general and uh the coffee smashes on my ipad and then goes all over my crotch so i thought uh <laughs> i thought my legs were gonna look like freddy krueger's face when i took my pants oh, off oh my but, god but i ended up doing the tattoo and it turned out all right uh what i did i just while it was still working because it was like flickering and stuff uh i sent it to i think bragan's ipad or somebody's ipad at the show they would get the stuff off of yeah okay yeah so i'm still waiting to send that off and get that fixed you know but so what do you what software are you using? Do you just use like Illustrator? Procreate. Or, or uh, Procreate. Mm-hmm. Okay. I was always curious if there's an actual software out there for tattoo artists specifically. Yeah, you yeah. Can, like design it and even see maybe what it looks like mm-hmm. on like a different part of the body or wherever they want it and stuff. Well, Russ Abbott, uh, he's a kind of like a, a tattoo visionary. He works okay. out of uh, Georgia, right? He uh, tattooed started a company called Tattoo Smart. Rob, I believe that's what it is. I don't want to say okay. anything wrong. But they're, they're always thinking about ways to improve uh, the technology of tattooing. Like, and they, they have thought about, you know, using projectors and stuff to see what a stencil would look like on. And, yeah. You know, through Tattoo Smart, you can get, like, like brush sets and stuff that kind of make the job easier, you know, Um but Procreate is probably the number one software for tattooers. I know some people use Photoshop and stuff. Now, definitely Photoshop has some some benefits compared to Procreate, but I'm just more of a Procreate fan at the moment. From a clientele perspective, and this is something I've asked before, but when I come to you with a tattoo idea, what do you? what's the best way to get my idea across to you? in an efficient manner where you can mock up your own half-assed design in Photoshop. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. With Photoshop different <laughs> pictures of pictures. I think off. I did that. I, I'm, you're joking. You're making fun of me. But I actually, <laughs> like, I took a photo of my arm and I went into Photoshop because I was trying to make it as easy on you yeah. to get 
my vision. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I, or if it was you, or it may have been showing Jay. everybody at the shop, like, look at this dude. Look what he wants. <laughs> but for people that are messaging you, what do you? What's do you have a preferred method? Do you yeah. want them to shoot you pictures? Do you want them to just describe it? Is there yeah. some kind of software that we could use to help you? No, nah, not nah, usually what I like to do. Because uh, I'm a custom tattooer, you know, unless it's something small like a name or something that I can type in on the iPad. It, most of everything I do is custom. So I get the idea of people. I see how big it's going to be, what location, if it has to fit in anywhere. Uh, and usually a person-to-person consult is the best way to do that. It's the best. So you can measure and all yeah, that stuff. Yeah, especially I don't do cover-ups unless I can do a face-to-face consult. Just because you can get the pictures of them, you can talk to the person, you can see what they want. But what tends to help me out the most is I get people to send me reference images of the type of art they like, the type of tattoos they like. You know, I will never copy those, you know, but I know, I'll know stylistically what they're into, you know. And a lot of the times if they come to me, they've seen the style of work that I have. A lot of the times, you know, if I add my spin on something, you know, stylistically that they've done, that, that other people were wanting and kind of mash it up with other people's ideas and stuff, you know, or like stylistically what they're wanting, it works out for the best. So most times just send you some reference images and you kind of draw it up. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And it doesn't even have to like, if someone can say, you know, I'm wanting a skull that's in this style and they could send me a picture of a, damn truck that's done in a specific style and i'll get the picture you know for the most part it doesn't have to be on point but if someone's wanting something they got an idea in their mind they're wanted specifically that way uh, like if someone wants a skull with flowers they show me the type of skull they like they show me the type of flowers they like if they give me free range on being able to actually draw that up i can promise you i can come up with something the best part about that is you know since I am a custom tattoo artist, if you come in and you're not feeling the design, you know, I have no problems like reworking it or getting it to the point where you want. But the more information I get from the client, the better. You know, the more ideas of what they don't like, what they do like, you know, stylistically what they're drawn to. I'm sure that's a, a whole challenge in and of itself is just getting to the nuts and bolts of what your clients want. Yeah, it can know. be. Uh, I actually enjoy it, though. It's kind of like... It's kind of like putting together a puzzle, mm-hmm. you know, and like problem solving and stuff. That's one of the things that I like about nursing is the problem solving portion of it. So, you know, when it comes to tattoo, doing the same thing, uh, it's kind of entertaining. You know, it's kind of fun, you know, but that that's usually the method that I, I like to go with when, you know, coming up with an idea. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Ricky, thank you for taking time out of your super, super busy <laughs> yes, schedule yes. to come and talk with us. I That's know we've no been problem. trying to line this up for a while, and we could probably talk for hours about <laughs> technique and all that stuff. Um, if people are interested in reaching out to you, uh, what's the best way? What's uh, the preferred method to get in touch with you? Probably the best method would be on Instagram at Price, P-R-I-C-E, underscore, T-A-T-T-O-O, Price, underscore, Tattoo. We'll have links to everything. In yeah, the we'll link too. it, and uh, we got some, we got your Instagram awesome. pulled up here and stuff. And uh, well, thank man. you, thank yeah. y'all for inviting me, and uh, thank y'all for anybody out there listening. It's pretty cool, dude. Uh, I'm a big fan, and uh, like I said, I look forward to getting some more tattoos. I'm gonna talk with you about some ideas after this. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, well, sweet man, thanks for coming. Right. No problem. It.